This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So we're holding here on the second, in the, it's the uh, second Perik. It is Ches. So we saw he spoke about the different levels of angels and um, what and, and how we rate or rank the angels basically his point was the angels are a continuum from um, <coughs> uh, higher to lower etc okay Ches 8 all of these beings which are the angels that he's referring to Chayim they're living entities Umakir Mesabore they are aware of God, the Yodin also Dola Ad Lemaot, and have a very strong cognizance of God. Called Each one understands and recognizes God as well as it's possible for it to perceive it. In, in other words, um, each one of them is a perspective on God. And within the confines of that perspective, it understands God as may be. Um, in other words, let's say Rifal is the angel of healing. He- healing is a certain aspect of God. The angel of healing understands God in the totality of understanding God through that particular perspective. If I give a simple example, let's say there's a person who's like a real Renaissance person, and he's a great mathematician and a great musician and a great scientist and, and um, let's say a very very phil- philanthropic person and so on um, I happen to be a great musician so I may understand his musical abilities to its fullest so I know the person in terms of his music I don't know in its entirety so each one of these angels have very very clearly um, a, a, um, defined parameters and within those parameters they understand God as could possibly be within that realm. Lokifi God low, but not as God is in his fullness. Afilo Maila Rishona, even the highest level angel, Eina Yecholo Lahasig Amita Sabore, Kimoishi, cannot understand God as God really is. It's obviously falls short of understanding. Avol, Masegas Yedas Yese. But it understands it better than the one underneath it, and so to every level until the tenth, they all understand God in a way. Um, so each and every angel understands better than the man does, and he understands it in order or in rank of how big it is. But never vakol and yodas aburk None of it understands God as He is Himself. Um, let's let's uh, speak out a few points here. First thing is um, there there are there there are discussions about whether or not angels have any free will. So the Ramam says they're cognizant, they're, they're aware, they're cognizant, and uh, understand God. Can they act in a free manner? The, 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 the usual answer is no. There are some places 
in the Talmud, in the Midrash, that seem to indicate an incident where an angel acted on his own. Not clear what that's all about. But generally speaking, people have free will, and that's why that's our edge over angels. We're the only ones that actually can act in, in a way that we say is not determined, and therefore it's up in the air what we'll do, and therefore we're the purpose of creation. Angels are wonderful beings, very holy, close to God. They don't have free will, really. So basically, um, they, they, they're not the significant beings. It's, it's, a, it's a difficult one to understand the distinction between the significant one and the one that's higher, more important. An angel is higher up, um, more noble, more refined. He is, he is what we would like a person to look like, but an angel as such is not the purpose of creation. That's not what God had in mind. Um, nine. All of um, everything in the world outside of God from, from the earliest form of, exi- of, of, of being to the tiniest worm in the earth, everything is there from his true, true existence. Because he knows himself and understands his greatness, he knows everything and nothing is hidden from him. I want to talk about this a bit. The Ramah says quite a bit here, and it's interesting, Ebenezer says something sim- similar, and I want to try to, um, I-, I want to try to give um, an understanding, because it's a crucial point in the Rambam, and it sounds very, very kind of mystical and, and beyond us a bit. The the idea of God knowing everything. Um, so the truth be said, half the problem is knowing everything. Knowing everybody is much harder. What I mean is, if I were to tell you I'm sitting in a control booth and I have cameras all over the world and I'm looking at everything all the time, well, it, it, it takes a lot of effort to do that. but. It's not something that we would deem impossible in the sense that it, it just, it just, it's just impossible to see so look at so many cameras. It's impossible only in terms of numbers, not because it's really impossible. It, it, it just that takes me a, a fraction of a second to move from camera to camera, so, so I, I can only do it so on. But that's not, that's, that's not really the most important and most difficult issue. <laughs> We speak about God as being a um, as as being the, the the great judge, and God understands us for what we are. And when God judges us, whenever somebody else judges us, um, teacher, parent, spouse, um, uh, a boss, a lot of times we're kind of frustrated. Because they don't really understand us and they don't understand where we're coming from. And we always say you're an outsider looking in. And, um, you know, so, so you don't really understand what I'm going through, what I feel, what I really meant, and so on. And it's true. With the, well, with the only way you can run the world is as outsiders. What can you do? That's the way the world is. Um, there's a passage in the Talmud, an extraordinary passage. It goes as follows. 
if somebody says, if somebody sees 600,000 Jews, he's supposed to make a blessing, and it's, it's called Chacham HaRozim, God who knows all the secrets. Um, and in, in God knows and understands what every person is thinking. The, the, um, the, the, the Talmud expresses the amazement and says, um, just like people's faces are different, so too their thoughts are different. And no one can know the thoughts of everyone except for God. Now, if, on, if you read it simply, it sounds like the big feet is knowing to read somebody's mind. It is difficult. I'm not, not aware that pe- many people can do it, or anyone can do it. But once you can do one, doing a lot is not hard. Why do you need so many numbers of people? What's the significance of seeing 600,000 600, is the fullness of the, of, the, of, of, of the Jewish people. So it's not, it's not such... I mean, it, that God can read minds is, is, might be amazing. But that it can read many minds, then okay, then just multiply it. The answer is, reading a mind is not the same as seeing something. It means to understand someone as he is. You have some people that have, uh, you know, they understand each other more, and some people just don't get each other. Uh, um, Now, if God were an outsider looking in, then he's an outsider looking in, and we'd have the same problem. That God could not possibly understand every creature. Our belief that God understands everything, that He's aware of everything, understands everything, comes from a very different place. Since we postulated that God is the core of existence, and anything that exists, exists because of His ongoing will that it exists, then there cannot be something that is not... Um, that God can't understand how the things feels. Let's take let's take two examples. So we can we one example is when I'm talking to a stranger, it's difficult to really understand how that person feels. Let's say I'm talking to my own child and it's a child that resembles me. Everyone has a child that's like them, and a lot of times it's very painful because all the things you had finally grappled with and sort of so so if you were very, very shy when you were young, and you overcame it, now your kid is shy, doesn't want to go there, doesn't want to go there, there. it's frustrating, but you can understand him because his take on things is sort of similar to yours. So you do have, you can resonate, your your empathy can resonate with him because he's like a part of you in a sense, and I know exactly what you felt like, what you feel like. More. Let's go one. Let's give another example, which kind of would bring it home more. Let's say I listen or see a video of myself 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I've changed. I hope, Um, and I I may not think the same way. I may not feel the same way. But when I see myself or hear myself, I know exactly what I was thinking. I know exactly what I was feeling. I, 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 I have those feelings because I, I, I mean, it's me. It's part of me. Me, 40 years ago, is a part of me. It's not an outsider. Even though today the picture has changed. When God sees everything, the the Ebenezer says, he he understands it 
as the please, as the as the whole un- includes the part, so too does the godliness include all the different elements in creation. So God's understanding of the bits and pieces are very very different than not an outside perception or or an outside um, they're not an outside perception. Uh, observa- they're not an outside observation. They, 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 he understands it because it is of him, and and that's a crucial point in the Rambam. Um, God is not the outside observing, but everything in creation is happening in the context of God. So just like imagine somebody has a, a dream, and there are a lot of things going on in the dream, but almost by definition. He is aware of everything that's going on in his dream, because by definition, that's the dream. You know, you walk into a, cha- a chaotic room. I could say, well, I focused on him. I didn't focus on him. I saw him. I didn't see them. But when you're dreaming, you, 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 you. Every every bit in the dream is you, is part of you, and therefore, you, it, by definition, you must be aware of it. Remembering a dream is is a different story, but being aware of it, you're always aware of it when you're there. Um, so he says, and this is the way the Ram describes it, just as God is self-aware and is aware of his own existence, he knows everything. So nothing can be hidden from God in, in, in by definition of, of, of because if it exists, it exists within God rather than there's a very interesting, and, and it's a point that, that it, it's, it's something that we take a big, it, it's a big, it diverges greatly from, from contemporary Western religious popular view. Um, people think of God as being strong, big, almighty, um, tough, wise, kind, whatever you want, but he's always this outsider. He's, he's like a, a, great, a great being who comes in. And that's very, very different than us, than we understand it. I, I once saw a very interesting sort of um, anecdote, which um, which sort of brings home the point. Somebody once went to study by a Hasidic master. And after a few years, he came back, and his friend asked him, "Give me an example of something that you studied, something that you came that you've gotten wiser." So he said, "I will pose a riddle to you." Imagine that God would want to destroy the world utterly, absolutely. How would he do it? He said he would flood the world. Like, so he says, well, that's not right, because when you flood something, there's a lot of sludge left over. Take a look at what Sandy left over. It, it destroyed everything, but it left a lot of garbage. So that's not good. So okay, he would burn the world to a crisp. He says, well, you leave over ashes, gases, not, you don't destroy it. He said, okay, I give up. What is it? He said he would simply not want the world. In other words, we're thinking of ourselves existing, God as the outsider coming and dealing with us. So it, it must take a second to, 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 to bake us to a crisp. It must take a split second uh, to do something else to us. But, but something has to be done to us because we exist without God and God is, is, is destroying our existence. That's how we would think of it. The truth is the other way around. 
we only exist because of God. So if a person has a terribly, terrible, if a person has a terrible monster in his dreams attacking him, what does he need to do? The answer is he needs to stop dreaming. Uh, that's all. He, he needs to. It, it, it's not that he needs to destroy the monster. He, he needs to stop dreaming. So the the the, um, the 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 sense since everything exists because of God's existence, as an extension of God's existence, then there's nothing that exists in the world that is not incorporated in God's awareness and so on. Okay, ten. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Makir Amito V'Yodeh Oisekemoshehi. God is self-aware, just like, and, and this is one of the areas in which we are God-like. Every single animal has many, many um, fine senses, and some of those senses are much better than ours, whether it's a smell or, 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 or sight or, or whatever it is. The one thing that we understand animals do not have is self-awareness. Um, and that's why, you know, uh, I mean, an, you, an animal can't be shamed. An animal can be hurt, but an animal can't say, "Oh, I'm so, I'm so embarrassed." Um, it, 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 um, it doesn't exist. Uh, uh, a, a, a embarrassment requires self-awareness, and that's why a young child is not embarrassed because he's not aware of himself as a self. Um, he, he's aware of the things that are input. It's one of the profound ways in which a machine differs than a human. A computer can sense many things and react in many ways. It can play chess. It's very simple. It senses which pieces are where and it can figure out which piece is, is, is what is, it goes where. And it can do it quicker than a human being can do it. But the one thing it can't do is a, a computer can't reflect on itself. I guess you can make a program called Reflecting on Itself, which controls art. But we know what you're talking about. This doesn't exist. Humans have it, and God is aware of self, obviously. In other words, so, so, so God is the only entity that knows God in the way God really is. And then he adds another point. This is, this is a, a concept which is difficult to understand, and maybe we can't understand it fully because it's not the way we are, but, um, but nonetheless it's very, very important, very significant. The, the, um, when we say, when I ask you, um, tell me something about your close friend, Jack, Abe. So you'll tell me, he's a great guy, he's nice, he's kind, he's sweet, um, he, he, he's witty, he's bright, whatever you want to say. Now, imagine this person becomes demented, God forbid, he gets old, he's demented. You still see him as that person. And you say, well, but he's missing, but he doesn't have any of these things that you, you said about him. And the answer is, but it's still him. He's it's him, and and you struggle. So so you can have the person without his wit, without his wisdom, without his kindness, and you still have something there. So, the the the, the wit is something outside of the person. The kindness is something outside of the person, and so on. There was somebody here, a a, a boy, a, a fellow. He's married. And he lives in the area. 
he had a brother who was a star, star student in, in a top college medical school and a top um, uh, and a top football player. Really, really an amazing all-round star in every way possible. He was in a car accident, and after many months, came out of the coma, returned to life, fully functioning except that he had gone from being an A++ student to a B- student, period. In other words, his abilities, mental abilities were um, well, slightly below average. And it, 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 the person, I, I met him once, it, it's, it, it was a horrendous experience because it's, I'm aware that there should be more of me, but, but it's not there. And where is the me? Did I lose my, when a person, God forbid, loses a limb, it's painful, but it's a limb. But, but this is me, but it's not me, because I'm still me. I have the same feelings I had before and, and, and the same awareness, but I just don't have the use of my brain. To us, understanding is a function apart from ourselves. It's closely, it, 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 it's bonded to ourselves, but, but it's not always there. Um, I had a, a cousin, a brilliant woman, very, very smart woman in many ways. And she, she was an old woman, she had Alzheimer's and she slowly lost her memory. But she still actually had her wits about her. So I remember I came to visit her and her son says, Ima, this is Irony Afolopiansky, don't, don't you recognize them? Don't. And she smiles at us and looks at us and she says, as she turns to us and says, Shia, why is it that you think I must know everybody in the world? You, you know, like, why is it that there can't be some people I don't know, actually? And, and, she, and it's funny, she knew that she's grappling with an issue and she had the wits to cover up, but she, did, she no longer had the memory and the knowledge with it. They're very, very interesting the way um, bits and pieces. So for us, that we could also, um, our kindness, we could be very kind and sweet, but on the day we have a toothache, or um, the, the, our bank account is overdrawn, um, we, we're, we're not sweet anymore, we're not so nice, we're quite grumpy. Um, and and uh, so, what happened to our sweetness? Well, sweetness is, it's, it's a tool, it's an extension of us, but it's not us, and so on. The, um, almost everything that we have is, is an addition to whatever it is that is we. God, we can't understand it in that way because God doesn't have parts. Let's give one more area. We're just, just important to keep seeing how my mind knows that X, Y, or Z is dangerous. But do I act that way or not? No. So I know that smoking isn't good for me. I, I don't. I don't think I smoke. But many people know smoking is not good for them. People know overeating is not good for them. And it's not as if they're saying we don't really believe it. It's just that you know this is the hard drive, and this is the and, and this is the active rim, and it's not not the same. So, so for us, these things are distinct elements. <coughs> for God, they can't be. They are one and the same. And and uh, and uh, and therefore he says, "Avla borehu, abore akadosh baruch hu, he v'daytoi, and his cognizance, v'chayov, and his life or existence, echad, 
is one mikol tzad or mikol pina. From every possible angle, we can't separate them. If we could split it, then really we're talking about different entities that are divine. So just like I say, this is Jack. Jack is now dead. So that means the life, we have Jack, but he's a dead Jack. So his life is really another piece that's associated with him. It's not him, but it's a piece that's associated with him. So, so we have a very, very strange setup over here. We, we have God and something that is associated. That can't be. It's very interesting. There's, there's a, 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 a formula that's written in the Zohar, a part of the Zohar, that um, people daven the Sfar, the Chassidim say it before davening, and the Sfardi people say it. It, it starts Pasach al Yo. It's Elijah said the following. And it goes that you, God, are wise, but it is not through wisdom that you know. In other words, I can't say the wisdom is separable from God the way it's separable from us. So we attribute all these things, but, but they really, really are different um, bits and pieces. Let me give an example of how we can relate to it. Let's say we take something which is intensely hot. Very, very, very hot. It's sitting here, and it's a few thousand degrees hot. Now, I take, I, I bring two pieces of metal next to each other in front of this heat, and it and it bonds together. I pass by a piece of paper or wood. It 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 crumbles into ashes and smoke and dust. I pass a person by it, and he dies instantly. So, am I looking at? So I've look. I'm see, I see here a killer, a metal worker, and an incinerator. Well, it's one entity. Within intense heat, we have the ability to incinerate, to bond metals, and to kill people. And we have. So I can speak about it in both ways, and I'd be correct. Do I have many entities here? No. Um, on the other hand, the light and the heat coming out may be split into two. One might say the light is a certain part of the of, of uh, a, a wave of a certain length, and the and the um, and and the heat is, is is something, and they're not the same. All hot things tend to have both. They tend to have light and heat, but they really are separate phenomena. So it is right to say that in the fire we have heat and light as two entities. But it's wrong to say we have two entities, an incinerator and an executor and, and a bonder. So, so we're right when we speak about the effect it has on things, and we're wrong when we try to say there's a difference inside it. So yes, sometimes God, our interaction with God is through his, his, his omniscience, that he knows everything. Sometimes it's through his omnipotence, that he can do everything. It, 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 sometimes it's through his benevolence, but it's the same God. We can't picture it, but at least we understand what it means. We, we, we don't relate to different gods, different parts and pieces. They, they, there's no discordance. It's one and the same. Um, and he says in a certain sense that would be worshipping idols. We'd have a god with many, many features. Nimtzah um, Soymus, it says, so the bottom line is, Hu Hayodeya, 
God is the one who knows. And he knows himself. So the Rambam formulates something here, which was, um, it's a philosophic formulation, but it's interesting that um, it is, there was was the following philosophical um, position. When I know him, so three things happen. He's him. He hasn't changed in any way because I know him. So he's a distinct unit. I am a distinct unit, and I have to be aware of him because he's an outsider, so we're distinct units. And the picture I have of him in my mind is also something. It's neither me nor him, actually. So so there was this formula. There is what is known, the knowledge, and the one who knows. And psychologically, I can I can actually play with it. I can say, when I see him, this let's say I come to my shrink, and I say I see him floating above the ground. So it could be that he's floating on the ground. It could be that my eyesight is off. It could be that my interpretation of things are skewed because I need to believe in him and I want to think who knows what about him and that's for I perceive in a certain way. I can deal with different elements as different as different pieces. Um, God is one and the same. God and his, and, and his knowledge and awareness and the things that we are of is all God. Um, it's something he says that we have We really don't have any words to describe it. Not in the air to hear it, and we can't really understand it well. Um, let's explain. This is an important way of, of, of dealing with certain. For instance, we speak about God as being infinite. We, the word "infinite" doesn't mean anything. It's a meaningless. It's a meaningless term. The word "infinity" actually means it's a negative term. It means what it's not. That it, there's no end to it. So, for instance, let's say I let's say coffee here is in great demand in yeshiva, and we're always running out of coffee. So, let's say I told you I got somebody to donate an infinite coffee machine. We could not picture an infinite coffee machine. Does it? It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't mean anything to us. What we can say is we can make some intelligent remarks. If we have, if if we've properly installed this infinite coffee machine, so what I can say is you need no longer to order coffee, or or water, or sugar, or milk, and you can invite everybody all the time to have a coffee. Those are intelligent statements that follow from that. If the coffee doesn't run out, then I don't need to order any new coffee. I, I can invite as many people as I want, and so on. I might need a lot of cookies for that one, but 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 at least coffee we're okay with. But, but I can't make any intelligent statements in a positive way. And that's, and that's important. When we talk about God, and that's why we don't picture, and we can't picture, and we can't even think about God, because we don't have, what we can speak is a lot about the negatives, what God is not. And that's why Maimonides says, He says, the grammatical usage of certain terms are wrong as regards God and we must change the terminology to be appropriate. For instance, if I say by the, by your life, so 
by your life in Hebrew would be Chei, what's your first name, I'm sorry? Scott. Scott. Chei Scott. Probably Hebrew would be Shmuel or something. What is it? Shakedi. What? Shakedi. Shakedi? Yeah. Okay. Because it would mean the life of um, somebody. In Hebrew, whenever you use the, the possessive, like the life of, you are actually using a term. It's called smichut. But when I say the living person, Ochai Hashem means as God is life. I use a term where the word life is no longer possessed by God, but sort of is describing God himself um, as if it's part of the self. So the Ramam says it is appropriate when I refer to God to use that. It shows in the Psukim. You can't say, because on a person we say there are two states. The same person can be living, can be dead. So we're talking about two different states, and the person is one element and his life is another, because you can have him without his life. Um, because God and his life are not two separate entities as bodies are or even angels we can have an angel that's been retired an angel doesn't live automatically always he may or may not live he doesn't know and understand others in the way we understand others when we say God knows it is not the same as we know we know as observers and therefore we don't quite know and we observe a lot we gather we have a lot of information we can we can we can um, describe certain things but we can't really really say we know something in a fundamental way God knows something in a, in, 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 because he knows himself. Um, he knows them because he knows himself himself. In the self-awareness of God lies the awareness of everything else. Because everything's existence depends on God. So, so the the um, just like if you taste the flavor of the water, um, what the, of the fluid in the pitcher that you're pouring from, you you know what the flavor of what went into the cup, unless the cup has tainted in some way. But but everything that exists in the world, God knows and is aware because it is Him, and it is that that self awareness and so on. Um, the, the, so uh, let's sum up because the next the, the next point is going to be, is going to be new points. The, the Rama goes through quite a, a deep point, difficult point. He speaks about it in a few other places. His point is the concept of knowledge and awareness by God is very different than us because for us the the word knowledge, except for self awareness knowledge is always a flawed process it's just like um, in, in science you know that when when you know something by observation you always don't have the full picture because 
because there's some there's something happening by the observation of it. Um, you're recording light that comes from it. The recording itself affects it. You're an outsider. So, so, so in the in the best case scenario, you don't really understand it as fullest. You can have a lot of information about it, and I can I, and I can know a lot about it, but the knowing stops short of really, really knowing it in a very essential, fundamental way. And that's why, as far as judging other people, um, that's why there's room to judge people favorably in day-to-day life because you don't know the other person, you don't know what he's feeling, you don't understand his mindset, you don't know what kind of um, pressure he's under, what kind of misconception, you don't know. Whatever you look, it appears to you, but you don't understand him as he understands himself. God and his understanding are very different than us and our understandings. God's understanding is um, from within. Being that we are extensions of God's will, it, so then God understands us the way he understands his own will, which is absolutely, perfectly. More so, God's understanding is not a separate element other than God. It is, um, it, it, it is so to speak, the, God's self-awareness and his self is one and the same. And therefore, by extension, his awareness of everything in the world is absolute and perfect in a way that's impossible for us. It's, it's one, it's, I want to go back again to that Gemara. It says that we, there's, you know, if you see 600,000 Jews, the understanding is that each, when we say there are 600,000 different Nishamas, we mean to say a little bit, 600,000 different takes on, on things. Each person has his own take on something. And therefore, no two people, the fullness of, of, of Israel's of, of, um, understanding lies with 600,000 people. That's the minimum. The, and we understand that the more people are just subdivisions. But there's something basic about 600,000. No two people can understand each other. It says that faces are different. Just like their faces are different, so too their understanding is different. The face tends to project a person's feelings. Other organs in a body, the height, the weight, the, the girth, the width, maybe there are people like, maybe there are people like. There's a famous riddle of, are, can, are there two people in the world that have the same amount of hairs in their head? And everybody kind of says, well, you know, it's too far, it's a big chances. It's not, it's not, it's, it's, the truth is not terribly difficult. I, I think, it's not, it's not a great number of hairs, I think it's like 100,000 hairs or something like that. That's, it's not a, and some of us are, are way less. The, 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 um, I, I, it's not so great, so, so the, the odds are simple that you'll just have enough people. And, you know, when you measure people's height and width, not just similar, and it can be. Faces are different because the face is built to reflect the person, and their animals tend to have very similar facial faces. There actually is a lot of study about um, complex animal faces, but they, they, they tend to be a lot more alike because their range of emotions are fairly simple. It, it, so the distinction in human face reflects the distinction in, in, in human conscious and a, a consciousness and awareness. 
and 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 Hashem is the only one that understands each person as he is. Okay, we'll hold it here. So um, the next two Sundays will not have class. I'll not be the next Sunday, and we won't have. And then Purim will be afterwards. And the Mitzvah Shem, the week after, we'll, we'll come back again. Okay, welcome to you.